0: Welcome to Local Matters Sports. This is your host Sam Brooks. This week, in the hot seat, we got Coach Bruce Hetty from down at Upperman High School. Welcome back to the show, Coach. Good to be back. I appreciate you having me. Oh, it's good to have you, man. Last week we talked with uh, Mia Moss uh, about her state championship and her sophomore year, and man, I could tell by the show that she's a very talented young lady. And I bet you got great expectations for her coming up in her junior year. Very gifted, very, very gifted, uh,
1: when you match athletic gifts with hard work, some good things happen.
0: seems like a kind of a total package there, and, and still at a young age, but competing in the a a u and traveling and got a lot on her plate, but she seems to be handling it well, and most of what I've seen is she she's the one that wants to do it so. Yes, you know she's very competitive, and i I told her mom
1: and grandparents, I said, you all do a very good job of keeping her grounded." Sometimes kids when they have a little success can can lose focus and get off track and they do a very good job of keeping her wow.
0: grounded and keeping her focused. She stays humble. I could pick nobody better to talk with on that subject about young people going through high school and you know, I've seen many, many times and grew up with some that were very good athletes in the younger ages and then they got in middle school and then high school and really lost their interest maybe because they did too much as they were younger or maybe, you know, they didn't they were real good young and didn't get better and kind of fell off, and other folks that they used to be better than got better, and that was hard for them to handle. It's, you see some kids that are so gifted as eighth graders and freshmen, and you think, well,
1: in your mind you kind of try to predict where they're going to be as juniors and seniors, and then that kid that you thought was a eighth-grader freshman whom you didn't see much in by the time they're a junior or a senior, it just overwhelms you. And I will never forget when I was at Hillsborough High School in 1998, there was a freshman, uh, Daniel. He played right guard for us, and Daniel was the best kid ever. I was a head freshman coach. He he was not a great player, very linear guard. You know, probably weighed hundred thirty pounds. He was a hardworking, just the best kid to be around, just smiling all the time. We got into the city championship playing against McGavick, and that week he wasn't at school, and I found him when he came back. I said, Daniel Johnson, you know, he he missed the championship game, and we lost on a last second post wheel. Our corner bit the post. They threw the wheel. Kid caught it on the last play of the game, and we lost. That That's the only game that we lost that year. And I was a little disappointed. I was a younger coach and a little, little fire, you know. And, <laughs> and I went to him, and, I, and this taught me a, such a valuable lesson. I went to him, and I said, where were you? We needed you. And, and I said, we lost. I'm, I'm sure I implied we lost because you, you, mm-hmm. you, you weren't there. And he looked me dead in the eye. He said, Coach, somebody shot my daddy. Mm. And he said, I had to help my mom, and we had to go to a funeral. I looked at him dead in the eye, and young, I said, I am so sorry. I said, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kid went on. He hit the weights. I moved on from Hillsboro to McGavick. And then from McGavick, I came back to the Upper Cumberland. And one of my summer jobs when I was younger was selling fireworks in Nashville. And I mm-hmm. set up right across the line. And I looked up, and I and it's uh first or second week of uh, or the first week of July. And I look up, and there's this big, muscled-up kid in my tent, he looked at me, he said, Coach, I'm Daniel. I said, <laughs> "I said, how are you? You're yeah, who? <laughs> yeah, because he, I mean, Coach, he was chiseled. He said, Coach, I'm middle linebacker at TSU. He said, oh, hey. wow. And I said, I am so proud of you. And he, he said, Coach, he said it meant a lot to me. He said, you were always good to me. Mm-hmm. And he said, I just want to stop by and tell you hello. And I told wow. Him, and that made, you know, when I think about things like that, because I'm coming to the end. Yeah. You know, I'm getting close to where I can retire. You and e- me, bro. And, uh, uh Things like that where you never know where a kid's going to be. So when I see a kid now that's an eighth grader or a freshman, I try not to predict. I try to encourage and try to get them when I I can do it. You never know if you don't try. If you don't try, nothing's going to happen. So I try to take that approach with every kid because that taught me you
0: you never know. Yeah. I want I really want to dive into that, but I I gotta back up yes, sir. <laughs> a a minute and uh yeah, you know, I want you to to introduce uh, your family. You know, we're going to talk about coaching a lot, but uh, you all, fam- coaches has got to have a support system. So, who's your support system? Uh, my wife,
1: Josie. She teaches at Cane Creek. She has been there for twenty six years. That's uh, weird because in the coaching business, you kind of bounce from school to oh, yeah. school. And my, in my younger days, when we first met, she was so patient with me because I was going from school to school. Uh, I got a chance to be an offensive coordinator at Sparta and I jumped on it, you because know, I wanted to be that guy and that led me some different places in, in the upper Cumberland and she was always there. And then when I told her that I there was a job that came open in Jackson County as a middle school football coach and P E teacher and I was teaching special education at the time and again I was offensive coordinator uh for a five A high school, head track coach and special education teacher, I was I was burning the candle at both ends. Oh yeah. And then when I took the job at Gainsborough as a middle school P.E. teacher and middle school football coach, I kind of took – I went back in all the coaching stress and got a chance to enjoy my students. And it means a lot to to take a step back and take a deep breath and enjoy your kids and not put so much stress on yourself and have winning seasons. You know, you you compete to win. But that support system, now I look back at it and I'm, I'm in awe of how much you put up with me going to Sunday meetings, watching film all the time. And grinding and trying to do all those things that crazy football coaches do, and uh, instead of saying, "Honey, you need to come in here," let's you know, let's go to the movies or let's do something together. Amen, and, brother.
0: Yeah, you've been through that a few times. Haven't oh, you yeah, code? been through it. And uh, we're talking to uh, Coach Bruce Hetty's upperman track coach right now, but uh, coached all around, you know, the mid-state area for a long period of time—twenty-eight years, yes, sir—that you've been in it. and we'll, we'll talk about that. But you know, you talked about patience a little bit. You know, before we came in the show, I talked to my producer Jake, and I told him. You know, uh, the reason I didn't become a doctor is because I had no patients. Yes. So, you know. Um, But anyway, moving on. Um, Coaching, you touched on it. Coaching takes such a huge amount of your time. I don't think a lot of people understand. Uh, I don't care if it's middle school, if it's junior pro. uh, It takes a lot of time, a lot of commitment, especially when, you know, you're, you're dealing with other people's children all the time. And... It, it takes a special support system to be able to, to support that, deal with the highs and the lows as time goes on. And you've been through them all. You've, been, you've had ups and downs. You told us a great story on one of your kids. And to me, that student athlete coming back that you influenced the freshman year that went on to become a middle linebacker in in a big school like TSU, a Division One program, taking the time to come down and see you in the summer after he's already made it to where he's, you know, wanted to go is part of the reward of being a teacher and a coach. Puts a smile on your face. That's why you do it.
1: I look back down, I'm so thankful. You know, I have kids come up and they'll they'll run into me, Hey coach, how are you? Uh one few years ago there was a kid that played football for us. I learned this lesson at McGavick. We had we were running a fifty three coach and the other coach, that's when I was young and I thought I knew a lot and <laughs> I really didn't know as much yeah. as I thought I did. Yeah. Our nose tackle was one hundred and forty five pounds, and I looked at him. I said, "Why is he? Why is he our nose tackle? You know, they're going going to blow him off the ball." They said, "Coach, they can't block (laughs) him." And and then I see a slanting nose tackle who can really. I mean, and he made all region as a senior as a hundred and forty pound nose tackle. Mm -hmm. We get to White County and we have a receiver who runs four, five, four, six. Not terribly fast, but not slow, and the kid can't catch. He, I mean, you throw him a ball, I mean, it's going to hit him in the chest. He just can't he catch. He can't catch. But I was like, we have to find a way to get him on the field. So I went to Coach Brown, Coach Dickie Brown. I said, we had uh, some success at McGavick with a kid that size, that fast, that nose tackle. And lo and behold, he came out and the kid balled out. He didn't make all region, but he made a, a positive impact on our team. Mm-hmm. And then when he got out of high school, I didn't know it, He went to work for the electric company. So we're at the the Minute Mart across from Pilot, right next to KFC, and I'm getting gas. And this electric truck pu- pulls <laughs> up, and these guys get out, and he's like, "Hey, Coach Hattie," I said, "Yeah." And the other guys like, he said, "They're telling us that he played nose tackle." They said, "We're saying he's lying." I said, "No, guys, he's telling you the truth." <laughs> I said, "He was a nose tackle," and they're like, "And I said, we have film. He was pretty
0: good." And he said, "I told y'all. I told y'all. <laughs> it was great." That's awesome. What a, what a good story. But, you know, coaching, it's it's a calling. And uh, I, I used to, when I coach, I got the question all the time, why? You know, why did, why did you coach? Because not a position that makes the most money in the world, of course, um, as with teachers also. I mean, make pretty good pay. I'm not saying it's bad. But, uh, gosh, coach, nowadays, you know, a kid coming out of high school with skills, you know, it can be a welder or any number of things. You, you mean you get certifications in high school, walk right out of high school now and go into a trade and, and make more than we make right now as teachers. Make a great living. Yeah, make a great living. But you had the calling and, and you knew it wasn't going to be as much as pay. I mean you take the time that you put into coaching and you put it into another trade, I think it's safe to say you would probably your bank account would probably be in a lot better shape right now. You know, I feel
1: very fortunate in that.
0: When I went through college, I knew what I
1: wanted to do, and some some of my friends in college didn't have that clear vision. And I feel very fortunate. that. I, I knew the lifestyle would not be glamorous, but I knew that I wanted to coach and I wanted to teach and I wanted to to help young children. And uh, and I feel I still enjoy that. I tell the kid this kids at school they, they look at me because I'm old now. I'm one of the older teachers and and things and. One of the younger teachers looked at me. She said, why are you in a good mood every day? (laughs) I said, I enjoy what I do. I said, I enjoy the children. I enjoy the kids. She goes, even the challenge. I said, yeah, even the challenge ones. I do. I enjoy what I do. I can't wait to get here.
0: I I don't know about you, but it just, you know, when I run into educators that complain about their jobs and what they don't make and all all of that, and and here I just kind of highlighted that, Mm. but uh, there's no bigger turnoff, you know, than an educator who complains about what they do because... You have the choice to do whichever you want to do and you chose to do this so why complain about it now I, I don't say things to people because I want to be positive but in between
1: my ears I do think if, if you're that unhappy in this profession it may be time that you look for another profession because you have to show that to your children and your kids will pick up on that and uh, uh, I have a good rapport with most of my students and uh, my job as an inclusion teacher I help I go to different classes and I sit in English classes and physical science classes, and they're younger teachers and um one of the ladies that i'm in in her physical science class, I said I was already teaching when 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 you were born, you know <laughs> She's in her second year of full-time teaching, and uh, I'm with her. And, and she leans on me like, hey, what strategy can I use? And I feel very fortunate I can yeah. – I'm trying to help her. They're leaning on you. Yes. And um, and I'm, this year I'm with a, an English teacher who's a young en- English teacher who's very promising. And she's like, what strategies do I use for these other learners? And we talk about it. And I enjoy that too, helping the younger teachers out as as – an older guy who's been around. That's
0: awesome to be able to influence them, especially at a younger age. Coach, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about uh, coaching and teaching when we come back. We'll take that break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Local Matters Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks. Again, we got UHS track coach and, man, former coach in a lot of things, which we'll get into this segment, Coach Bruce Hetty. Coach, thanks again for being on the show. And uh, and we talked about uh, getting into teaching and coaching, and uh, I want to pick your brain here a little bit. A lot of possible potential teachers, coaches, possibly out there listening to the show and we talked about what kind of did it for you. You really wanted to to work with uh, young student athletes, and you know, probably give back in in a way to some of the coaches and teachers that helped mold you when you came through school. So I always want to give uh, my coaches the opportunity, because I know in my life I had several that were big time influences. I I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I I, I had no idea what I was going to do after high school, and. Long about my junior year, I, you know, started – I was small. Mm-hmm. I was tiny. Started getting a little better in football and all of a sudden started getting these colleges, you know, talking too many interested, which I couldn't believe. I couldn't fathom a, a kid that's 135 pounds in high mm-hmm. school uh, could play college football. But, man, that that made a huge difference. And then the people that believed in me along the way, you know, I started thinking about, and they they all happened to be teachers or coaches. So who – Made a difference in your life along the way that led you down that path. One of my biggest influences, you'll probably recognize the name,
1: is uh Steve Medlin. Oh yeah. When I when I was a sophomore at Jackson County, he got the head coaching job at Jackson County, and when I saw him and how he interacted with us, and how he was such a positive influence with us, I knew that's what I wanted to do. And being 14 year old sophomore, I was like, I, I think I want to, uh, um, I think I want to do that. And uh, sure enough, uh, and it was so great. When I came back to the Upper Cumberland, I, I was on Jerry Joslin's staff, and the offensive line coach was Steve Madlin, and I got to work with him. We were he, I helped him with the offensive line. I was kind of in charge of the freshmen and the younger kids, and I got to work with him on the offensive line. Coach Leffert, who's now at Upperman, uh, had just graduated and, and was and at and, and attacked. And uh, it was so great because when I see Coach Led now – We'll we'll share Coach Medlin stories and yeah. you know, and we'll do some imitations of Coach of Coach Med and and we kind of look and grin you know just you know how he's been such a positive influence on
0: both of us. Med's going to be so I'm I'm going to make sure he hears about this show. He was on here. I brought him on here because Med came in. He left Upperman and he came over to Cookville, and and uh, he started helping on the strength side and on mm-hmm. the defensive side and. You know uh that's when i got to know mad and uh we did driver's ed together you know i did driver's ed for a little while and uh got a chance to to work with him in wellness and in driver's ed and what what really struck me about mad and i told him when he was on the show mad was a heck of a teacher man oh yes he cared about the classroom i don't care if it was strength conditioning uh or wellness or driver's education he was one of those teachers that was up in his classroom teaching the entire time the kids were in there. He taught us physical science. In, in, yeah, in, in Jackson County. And later on, as a couple, he said I'd
1: never taught physical science. He said they told me that's what I was teaching, so that's what I did. Yeah, you know, and he fooled
0: all of us because he came prepared every day. And, and you know, technology. Mm-hmm. You know, when he when he left college and he came in, there was no technology, mm-hmm. and then so you know he had to learn how to use technology on his own as did every teacher, you know, when it came in. But I was always real impressed with how he handled the technology after not knowing, you know, anything about technology for a long while. And Matt was always uh, someone who I, you know, loved talking football with because he'd been around up upper coming for a long time. I remember when I was helping again when I was younger, and I thought I knew stuff, and it turned
1: out I didn't know near as much as I thought <laughs> I did. Um, we were playing a team that blitzed a lot. And I was kept throwing out these ideas of what we ought to do. And he looked at me, and he said, no, that's not going to work. You know, he said, when you get a 3-3 stack that's going to blitz, he said, you're going to block back. He said, we're going to cave everything down, then we're going to kick and we're going to wall. And he said, we're going to go from there. He said, we're not going to overcomplicate it. You know, and he said, we're not going to try to do anything. We're not going to do any kind of reading. He said, we're going to block left. We're going to block right. You can't overcomplicate it in high school. No, sir. And I learned from that. And I, I took that lesson, and I, and now when I talk to younger guys, I'm like,
0: don't overthink it. Yeah. Words of Steve Millen, don't overthink it. I used to get that a lot because we had a pretty intense passing game, and you know, I, I would have given anything for a, a textbook uh, tailback. You know, yes. the years I was down at Upperman, we just we had some really good hard playing kids. But you know that that kid that you could hand the ball, and if he gets through, he's gone. Yes. You know, we never we never were lucky enough during that time frame. I was down there to have that, so we we had to throw the ball a little bit. And um, but what people didn't understand, I, I get that a lot. But you know, I only had like four or five passing plays. We had a passing tree. We had a quick game, but I did a lot of different sets, and it made it look like totally totally different routes. But you got to keep it simple in high school. When I was at Sparta, Cully came down. David Cully. Oh man! And uh, again, I
1: was I was just. He's dropping and in, in trying to listen and listen to him talk. He was talking to the other coaches. He said when he, that's when he was with the Philadelphia Eagles. He said that we would have
0: six passing plays, but they're out of different personnel groupings, different formations. Just so people know, David yeah. Coley is, is from White County. He played at Vanderbilt, if I'm not mistaken. And then, man, he's been in the professional football game. Mm-hmm. He's, for head coach
1: years. Of the, yeah, he's the head coach of the Houston Texans for, yeah. for a year, uh, many years with the Philadelphia Eagles. Very, very. Uh, accomplished coach.
0: Well, the Texan deal kind of worked out for him. They, uh, you know, they decided to make a change, which I didn't agree with. I, I think you got to give a guy three or four years. To be able to do it, but man, he signed a pretty big contract, and yes. when they got rid of him, they had to pay it. So yes. he's pretty set for now. <laughs> he's he's set. I mean,
1: he's not as well set as Jimbo, but he's he's well yeah. set. <laughs> yeah, Jimbo no Fisher will make twenty six thousand dollars a day for the next eight years, not to work.
0: Yeah, and I didn't even know till yesterday that that happened. And I I I like Jimbo. I think he does a good job. Yes, I'm, I'm not sure what they're after, but uh, I think you got to have a little time to develop your on team. Yeah, gotta have a little luck. Gotta have a little a lot of luck. No, no doubt. So. uh influences besides med teachers along the way and you know you grew up in this area so uh, who sticks out has kind of helped mold in you along the way i had a lot of teachers in school that were 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 good
1: to me and i didn't know that it helped mold me as a teacher that when i see kids in the hallway or kids in class and their behavior is not maybe the expectation that you want that i take the softer route trying to get them to do what we need to do and and meet the expectation, and because I knew it had an influence on me when they would say bruce we need you need to go to class instead of yelling and screaming if kids don't react well i'm i'm fifty five and then people yell and scream at me i you know I don't respond too positively to it. I kind of shut down in 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 the year, so i've I learned and it and it was so many teachers and games we were so fortunate to go through the
0: high school in the eighties. So when you when you went to where did you go to elementary where did you go to middle we know you went to Jackson County High School. Uh, oh, so. Gainsborough Elementary, uh Fox Middle School yeah. and uh
1: uh Jackson County High School. Uh Fox Eleme- Fox Middle School was a uh World War 2 project and uh before the or as is a, a new deal uh project. It was built in the 30s and the uh closed down I think 2000 or 2001 when they opened the new middle school but uh, I would walk to elementary school I would walk to middle school then of course the high schools across the bridge so I had to drive to high school.
0: Wow. That's pretty cool. Walking, I don't think too many kids walk to school anymore. I
1: loved walking to school. I yeah. loved it. It was great. And um uh, I I know I don't know why, but I would walk the sidewalk and I would see the older people in in the community and, uh, and I hated it when it rained cuz I mean I had to ride the bus. Mm. Gee. Bus. So you chose to walk. <laughs> yes. I, I just, I don't know, I, I just enjoyed that. It yeah. just, you know, I'd walk to school and I'd walk home and I would, you know, leave about 7 o'clock, get there at seven fifteen, seven twenty, and I would walk home, get home about 3 at 3.30.
0: That's pretty cool. So Gaines, Gainesboro, born and raised. Yes, sir. That's pretty awesome. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Coach Bruce Hetty leading the Upperman High School track team here in Putnam County now. Be right back. Welcome back to Local Matters Sports. Your host, Sam Brooks, got Bruce Hetty from UHS track down the road here at Upperman High School and uh, we've been really chronicling your time coaching um, and let's let's go back through where you started and then let's go all the way through 28 years and the places that you've been and coached and taught oh, well, how much time we got coach we got plenty of time
1: okay um, my first job was in 1996 uh, I was at Ellis Middle School in Hendersonville which fed in it was right across uh, right behind Hendersonville High School, and uh, Bruce Hatfield uh, was a defensive coordinator there. Robert Lasseter was the head coach yeah, there. Good one. And they ran the Delaware Wing T. So when I was a student helper at Tech, Coach Jim Ragland, I went to him. I said, "I want to te- I wanna- I teach a coach." So my sophomore year, I started helping Mike Hennigan mm-hmm. uh, with film exchange, breaking down film, cutting film. You know, all that, all those fun things that we get to do, Coach. And I said, "I just want to. I just want to learn how to coach." And uh, I guess that's where I should start. That was 1992. Jim, Jim he, said, he said, "Hey, he's, he, he, hey. He, 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 baby, hey. hey, baby, hey, baby, you from Gainesville?" I said, "Yeah." And he said, uh, "He said I bring you on." He said, uh, "Work hard and don't cause us any problems." I said, "Yes, sir." I said, "I'll do whatever you need." And then he Power said, baby, yeah, yeah." He said, uh, "Go see Coach Hennigan." And, and I went down the, the hallway <laughs> and, I, and I knocked on Coach Hennigan's door. And uh, I can't remember the names of twins. They were from Sparta, and I had a class with him. They said he's a really good guy. We enjoy playing for him. They were walk-ons. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I told him, he said, okay. He said, as it turns out, he said, I could use somebody. He said, we don't have any money to give you. And I said, Coach, I'm not here for money. I'm here to learn. And I said, I know about the game, but I don't know what to do, how to do a practice or any of that. But he loved that. And, uh, boy, I got to sit in the coaches' meetings, watch the personnel breakdowns, film breakdowns, and my first job was watching film, and the team that was coming up, I would have to draw their running plays and their passing plays for mm-hmm. Coach Hennigan. I did it half heartedly. And he gave it back to me and he had <laughs> notes on the routes. I didn't uh and I didn't draw the post wheel, I just assumed that it was a post curl. And he came back he said, This is a post wheel, you know, you need to look at it a little just a little clearer. And I was like didn't. that woke me up a little yes, bit that one they were giving me an opportunity. And I didn't need to do it half heartedly. Mm-hmm. Then from there, I mean I I did three years there and I graduated and uh, then I got to Ellis Middle School in Hendersonville. Uh, the Delaware wing T was a big difference from what we did at Tennessee Tech, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I, I was there a couple of years, and, and then Ron ate a lot at Hillsborough High School. He needed a freshman coach, and at Ellis, I taught physical education. My BS is in health and physical education, mm-hmm. and uh, he said I don't have a PE job. He said, but we need special education teachers, and they're doing a uh, a program where they will help you get your master's degree if you uh, teach on a waiver. All right, okay. Because I I was young and I was I wanted to climb that ladder, sure. And um, they ran the Delaware Wing T, and so it was good because I knew the numbering system and and, and he liked that. And that was three of the happiest years I ever had. Was at Hillsborough High School and I was hadn't been there just a couple of weeks. I I knew that's where I needed to be at that time. And that's when Jim Overstreet knocked on my door. I was afraid I was in trouble, you know, because I was a young teacher and you know stuff like that. And um, he said, "I need a track coach." <laughs> and I said, "Mr. Overstreet, I'm from Gainesboro. We did, we 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 did not have a track program. We don't have a track. I've never ran track. I don't know anything about track." And to make a long story short, he said, "I I want somebody who's here in the building and." uh he said, "You're a young, enthusiast. He goes, "I want you to give it a try," <laughs> and I said, "Well, how do I learn?" You know, and he said, "Well, the the girls' coach ran at UT. His name's Coach Reynolds, and he will, And he said he he would be glad to help you." And I said, "Okay, great. I would have football practice, and I'll go to graduate school, uh, graduate classes that night, and get home at whatever time, you know, and just." Then go back the next day and teach. You were single, though. Yes. (laughs) I was single at the time. It was single man's hours. Mm -hmm. And then when when spring came around, uh, I went to Coach Reynolds, and he was so helpful. And he said, this kid needs to be running this event. This kid needs to be running this event. He said, these are the things that you look for. These are your key points that you teach. He taught me like he taught his girls to run. And he told me how to teach the skills and how to spot the skills. And uh, and when I left there, I, I thanked him. And like I was telling uh, Mia when we went to the sectional meet, uh, there's a young lady there from Martin Luther King who's one of the better pentathlon. Well, she won the gold medal this year in, in the pentathlon, and her coach was Coach Reynolds. We got to talking and stuff, and I said, "Your name's Coach Reynolds." He said, "Yes." I said, are, "Are are you any relation to the Coach Reynolds that used to teach at Hillsborough High School who taught graphic design?" And he said, "He's my dad." Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, my gosh. I said, I'm only here because your dad took the time to teach me how to coach this sport. And he looked at me and smiled, and he said, said, that that, that makes me happy to hear. Of course, I asked him. His dad had passed away from pancreatic cancer, and uh, we spoke a lot about his dad. And Mia looked at me, and she said, how do you know everybody where we go? (laughs) And I said, Mia, you make friends. 28 years. I said, you know, you meet people, you talk to people. I said, never burn a bridge. Always be nice to people and be willing to help people when it's not always going to come out better for you. Mm-hmm. Help people for the for the joy of helping, and you'll and you'll be repaid. And uh, she was like, "That's pretty cool." And um, and then I got to know the note. The girl uh, I can't remember her 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 last name is was, was her first name? Great girl. And uh, she said, "My dad's almost here." And I said, "Who's your dad?" She said, "Alvin Fight." I said, "You." I looked right at Danielle. I said, "You are not Alvin Fight's daughter." She said, "Yes, I am." And I said, I coached Alvin Fied at Hillsborough in nineteen (laughs) ninety nine. And she looked at me, she goes, Oh my God. I said, Yeah. She goes, My dad's gonna be here. And he came up. Yes, and he played middle linebacker at MTSU. He Mm -hmm. was a player coach. Mm -hmm. And he goes, Coach Hattie, oh my God, how are you? I said, I said, Man, you look great. He said, Dude, you look just the same. He said, You just (laughs) got gray hair now. (laughs) And uh, and we got to talking and going on and we while the girls were competing, we were sharing stories and and things and all the things that we and coaching places we'd been, been through, it was really great. But I went from there, I, I came back to the Upper Cumberland. My mom passed away in 2002 when I realized that I wanted to be around family. And I came back,
0: and uh, that was at Jackson
1: County. Yes, sir. I came back and then did a year with Coach Giles in at Cookville High School. And then I went from there, I went to uh, White County High School, did uh, two years there with. Uh, Coach Brown, Mm -hmm. Dicky Brown, yes, sir. I learned a lot. He taught me so much on how to watch film. That's I learned so much from him. And Aaron, who's now the head coach at the middle school, we share stories about his deck because Aaron played Mm then Now I'm coaching against guys I coached in high school, which is really weird. I saw Coach Brown. I said, I I," I said, I want to thank you. And he said, Why? I said, You taught me how to watch film because we watch film, and he'd say, What do you see? I said, I see a pro set. He said you're not looking close enough. I said, he said, what do you see? And I said, I don't know, Coach Brown. What, what are you talking about? He said, that fullback and tailback are a half a yard closer on this play. He said, this is a pass play. He said, their pass protection is a slide, and they split the backs. And he said, it's a three-step drive. Getting them up closer at line. Yes. And, I, and then we started looking through. He said, pay attention to the details. Mm-hmm. He said, that will tell you what your opponent is doing. And, I, and then that's when it clicked in my head to look at gaps, to look at splits.
0: Yeah. And, and nowadays, they've got the drones over the top of the plays. It's so much better. Oh, it's such know? a
1: great look. Cause yeah. you can, if you're an offensive line coach and you want to see oh. your lineman's feet, uh, it's great. And uh, it's it's a really great, great look at how you can, you can show your kids, no, you did not step the right way. Yeah. But uh, I went from there, Then I went back to Gainesboro, uh, and I was there for 16 years. And uh, coach football, coach a little basketball. Believe it or not, so you I, stayed there a while. That's yes, a, that's
0: your longest stay back yes. in Jackson County.
1: And I intended to to stay there. I, I had no, I, I had every intention to retire there. And sometimes in life, you know, you know, sometimes things change, and, and I needed to change professionally. And the job came open. I saw a posting for Uppermont High School inclusion. I, I'd been in gym for sixteen years, mm-hmm. and I looked into it. And my wife said, are you really going to do this? Because she was nervous because I had tenure. Mm-hmm. I was a level five teacher. Things were very comfortable there. Right. And I said, I, I feel like I need a change. So I emailed Mr. Robbins. He said, yes, position is still open. I said, I would love to He said, interview on or he said, put, put in on Skyward. Then he calls me back. and He said, "Let's let's do an interview," and this was July. You already knew Coach Robinson too. from yes, your Past I, that's where I got to uh, when, in the interview process where I met Mr. Fanning and Miss Miss Bree Wheeler, who's now the principal at Monterey. Mm-hmm. But I sat down. And I said, "No, I got to be honest with you guys." I said, "I have not taught special education in you know fifteen years, you know or so, fourteen years." I said, "I'm sure there's a great deal that has changed," and uh, I said, "I'm." I just would would like to teach this year. I don't want to really coach anything if I'm going to do that. That's just going to be a big change. and
0: mm-hmm.
1: you Because know, there's there's a lot of uh, legal implications with teaching special education. And I want to make sure I, that I do a, a, a good job. And I told my wife, I said, if, if when when they interview me, I said, they may not let me out of the parking lot. She said, why? I said, I'm a male special education teacher. In the third week of July, school starts next week. If you get a valid candidate, they're probably going to take you. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, well, she goes, are you sure? And I said, We'll see. Then after I met the people at Upperman, I, I knew immediately that's where I needed to be. And uh, he called me. I was, I was on my way out the door. My phone rang. And Mr. Robbins offered me the job. And, and I said, I'm in. And uh, and I felt so relieved. And uh, she was nervous, you know, that, that, that support system. And then once she saw how happy I I am at Upperman, she said, that was the best choice for you. She goes, I never knew how, you know, happy you could be in your job. Ch- change
0: is – not always a bad thing not always there you know at Jackson County for a long while and you know during that time I ran into you and you quizzed me a little bit about Putnam County and you know your wife worked in Putnam County for a long time so it's not like you're going in cold yes but uh just want to say you know I've I've coached against you when I was at Upperman you were in in different places and we've coached against each other you've always been a really classy guy you know what you see is what you get Mm -hmm. you've always been very honest so I applaud you for that, and uh, we definitely going to have to have you come back, yes, sir, for another show. And I appreciate you taking the time uh, to come and, and sit with me, and, and especially bringing Mia, you know, last week bringing me in and talking with her. What an exceptional young lady! But uh, thank you, yes, for sir, for all that you do for your students, and uh, now for Putnam County and and what you've done in the past. To, you know, to be an educator is a calling, and you've done a great job with it. And just appreciate you for what you do and and all that you stand for. Well. I'm very fortunate to be at Upperman. Uh, I'm surrounded by
1: great people. And the support system there, our admin, uh, I can't say enough good things about them. And my goal is to come back here at some point next year and bring you more than one state champion. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of talented kids at Upperman. And the word's getting out that the track program is something that is really positive and something that people need to do. Right now we have over 50 kids signed up for awesome. for track this spring. And, uh and I'm hoping this year is as we broke nine school records last year. Awesome. And we hope to bring back more uh, gold medals and silver well, medals. Well,
0: it's got a lot to do with your influence, your positivity, and, and kids wanting to be out there working for you. So congratulations on that. And we definitely will have you back in the spring, and we'll talk some more about uh, all the things that you're doing. I appreciate you, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Have a good day. And thank you guys for joining us again on Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks, and we'll see you next time.